Welcome in to another episode of the Cali Green Monster Show. I am your host, Dean Ryan, coming to you from the Tesla Studios here in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. It is a feel-good Friday, April 9th, 2021. Got a nice show for you today. Going to talk, give you a little update about the first day of the Masters. There's UFC on ABC2 upcoming this weekend, so I'm going to talk about that. And there's a little bit of Kardashian news that I feel like a Cali Green Monster show can touch up and you know show that, hey, you know we also cover pop culture as well. But I feel like I have to lead off this feel-good Friday and not just being a feel-good Friday, but a celebratory Friday. I want to wish a big congratulations to my homie Jeff. He just landed an animator job, and I know that's something he's been working for since college. So, you know, over the past decade, his goal has been to be an animator. You know, he just landed a full-time position at, like, one of the top studios in the country. If I mention the name, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to yet or not, so I'm not going to say it. I don't know what I'm going to share, but, you know, a full-time gig, you know, big boy money, big benefits. Congratulations, Jeff. I'm so fucking stoked for you dude and you know you've worked your ass off and you totally deserve this and I'm looking forward to you know playing you know the game that you're going to be animating and all the games that you're going to be animating in the future so big ups to you man congratulations so pumped for you man but as I promised in the intro let's talk about some Kardashian news and no we're not going to talk about Kim or Kanye or anything like that we're going to talk about her sister, Khloe Kardashian. So she's in the news because apparently there was a photo that's been going around the internet that she's, her and her family and PR have been trying to get scrubbed off the internet. And no, it's not something that's been edited to make her look ugly or anything. It's something, it's a, it's a photo where she's actually unedited. It's probably the first photo that I've ever seen of Khloe Kardashian, at least in the past decade, that doesn't involve her being completely photo brushed and photoshopped completely. So I, I'd been seeing the headline on social media for the past like day or two, like, oh, the Kardashians trying to scrub a picture of Khloe Kardashian off the internet. And then on Yahoo, she kind of had like a, it's like, oh, Khloe Kardashian responds to the picture that's been released on social media. And, you know, she's talking about how, you know, when she's worked so hard to get like a body that she's proud of and how she's grown up being the ugly Kardashian, how people always say that she must, you know, have a different father because she's a lot uglier than her sisters and all this stuff and just justifying that, okay, like, I get it. Like, we all don't want a bad picture. Like, if I've got, like, a triple chin going on, like, I might want that off the picture or, or off the internet. And so I totally get it. But I think that the problem here is that she has such low self-esteem. And not just her, but, like, I think celebrities and, like, the Hollywood industry. And, like, I don't even think Khloe Kardashian could be considered Hollywood since she doesn't make movies, but you know, she's still part of that celebrity culture in Southern California and the LA scene. And the fact that it's because it's an unedited picture, because if you go out and look at the like the article that I saw that showed the picture that she's upset about, it's like side by side between, you know, one of her normal Instagram pictures. And it's insane because the actual picture she's upset about, she looks normal. Like she looks good, like for a normal person. Like, you know, sure her tummy might be a little ripply, but it's like, dude, you're a mom. You've had a kid. That's like 
what's gonna happen and then she's like kind of claps back with like by posing in front of the mirror in her underwear and it's like okay so you didn't really show us anything because it's like it's not like that a picture you're taking off the internet isn't you it's the most you picture you've ever put out so it's like all of her pictures that she's posting up at the follow like oh this is what i look like blah 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 it's like no that's not what you look like i mean i guess it is but it's like yeah with perfect lighting and perfect posing and all that stuff it's like no the photo that was leaked that's what you look like homegirl and sorry to break it to you so you know i think it's kind of interesting that you know the like losing touch with reality apparently i always kind of thought it was funny the people that you know photoshopped their pictures and airbrushed i think there was even like a whole south park episode that people were like looking at the you know the girl's social media pictures and being like look how hot she is but like she doesn't look like that in like in real life and no that's I wonder if Khloe Kardashian looks at the edited pictures that she has on social media and thinks, like, that's what I look like. I mean, there was one I remember a couple months ago where it was like, that does that's not even her. That doesn't even look like her. So it's just it just shows me like a complete like lack of self-esteem. And it kind of, you know, speaking of lack of self-esteem and saltiness, my wife and I, we just watched the first season of Ink Master on Netflix. So I think there is like about like 12 or 13 seasons of Ink Master, and I've never seen any of it until probably the past week or so. So I sought it out on Netflix, and they had the first two seasons. And my God, like watching the show, it's great. It's, it's honestly one of the best shows. I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen Ink Master, check it out. It's freaking dope. I could review it another time, but I'm not here to review the show. I'm more here to review the contestants on this show because like talk about people with like low self-esteem and saltiness I've never seen a reality show where the contestants literally can't like throw a bone to the other people like maybe the nicest thing that you'll hear one of the tattoo artists say about the other people is like oh like Shane is definitely competition but like Honestly, every episode, it'll be the guy who has the best tattoo, and it's clearly the best tattoo, and everyone else is like, oh, this is fucking bullshit, I got screwed, or like, oh, that guy's tattoo sucks, or, oh, of course it's good, he doesn't use color, he never uses color, and it's like, dude, these people are so petty and salty, and like, I don't know, I don't know why, you know, kind of takes back to the, you know, Jake Paul and Ben Askren, I don't know why you're gonna get so hot-headed and sound like a spoiled little bitch that just like, I don't know, can't be cool. Like, I think that the coolest thing you can do under pressure or be, you know, is almost like the silent assassin, the, the thing that the guy that nothing bothers you. So or and, and also being kind of humble and appreciative because it looks even better when you do end up pulling off the victory and stuff. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know who has less self-esteem, Khloe Kardashian for being so upset that an actual picture of her what came out on the internet, or all the contestants on Ink Master thinking that they are the Ink Master and can't give credit to anyone else around them. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on, I guess, the non-sports things I was going to talk about today. But, you know, in terms of sports, you know, we had some golf yesterday. We got some UFC this weekend and shit, you know, we got golf today and we got golf tomorrow and golf on Sunday. Probably, you know, the golf on Sunday is probably going to be the biggest golf day of the year. So, you know, well, we got the 2021 Masters going on. I covered it yesterday talking about how some of the favorites were, you know, number one overall. Dustin Johnson, 
You got Bryson DeChambeau, who he can hit the ball a mile. You got Jordan Spieth, kind of the guy that's like on the upswing, and a number of other guys like Brooks Kepka, who got a knee surgery, I think, just a month ago, and a lot of people were thinking he's going to come back and do well today or this weekend. You got Justin Thomas. You got Rory McIlroy. So I had pointed out that you know my guarantee was you know even though Dustin Johnson's number one and the defending Masters champion and Bryson DeChambeau is the one that's getting all the hoopla and kind of like a lot of the coverage for how far he hits the ball I guaranteed that those two dudes weren't going to win even though they were getting a lot of coverage and a lot of hype and after the first day it's kind of looking you know like they aren't in the best contention right now you know Dustin Johnson shot a two over Bryson DeChambeau shot a four over and you know the lead in the clubhouse right now is Justin Rose. He has a four-stroke lead, so he's seven under on the day. So, you know, it was definitely Augusta was playing tough to these players. There was a lot of guys that were shooting over par that, you know, even like my picks, I was picking Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy. Justin Thomas shot one over. Rory McIlroy shot four over. I think Phil Mickelson was about like three or four over. Brooks Kepka was over par. So there was a lot of really good golfers that couldn't even break par on the first day. So, you know, there's still a lot of golf to play. You know, a lot of things can happen over three days, especially at the Masters. So even though Justin Justin Rose is definitely playing good and having a four-stroke lead. You know, you'd much rather have a four-stroke lead than, you know, being down by four strokes. But, you know, that's that's really not much, you know, this early into the tournament. I still think that, you know, all these guys that I've mentioned, you know, uh, Dustin Johnson at two over par, there's still a lot of golf for him to get back into contention. And he's such a good golfer that, you know, if he can put it together of these next three days, he could kind of get back into it. I think DeChambeau has put himself kind of in a, in a bad position. Four over par is pretty far, you know, pretty far off the pace. I think that's 11 strokes off the leaderboard. Um, so, you know, and then you got Jordan Spieth. I think he's one under par. So of a lot of the people that I talked about yesterday, he's definitely doing the best out of all of them. When I turned on the Masters coverage on ESPN yesterday, it was around like 5.30. So it must have been a replay from earlier in the day because I doubt that there was that much sun going on at 8.30 in the afternoon in Augusta, Georgia. But the one swing that I saw Jordan Spieth do, he like blasted a drive probably 30 yards into the trees. And I was telling Diane, I was like, dude, that's my Diane, my wife. I was telling her, dude, that's exactly what I would do on that hole. So it did kind of felt good that, you know, even though I can whack my drives into the trees that there's, you know, three times major champions that will every once in a while whack a drive into the tree so you know they are human they aren't all machines so I'll definitely be you know tuning into the Masters this weekend but you know before I move on and talk about some cage fighting and UFC I think the biggest news or like kind of like the biggest story from yesterday's Master Masters was around Abraham answer so he was assessed a two-stroke penalty on hole 15 where they basically judged that he had made contact with the you know the sand trap or the the sand in the sand trap and you're not allowed to make contact with the sand before you actually swing the you know try to hit the ball like that's considered a stroke penalty so you know, he was assessed a two-stroke penalty. It dropped him from, I think, like tied for 20th down to like tied for 52, something like that. So it was a big drop in the leaderboard. Two strokes, especially in a tight tournament like this, can make or break your whole, you know, your whole weekend or your whole tournament. 
And when Answer posted the video, apparently where he made this penalty or, you know, where he touched the, the sand, I don't know how anyone could honestly say that they saw it with the naked eye that he did make contact with the sand trap before he swung the club. So I don't know how that was. I would be so pissed if I was him. I think that's pretty bullshit. I understand the rule. You know, I think for egregious touching the sand or moving the ball or anything like that, that that's one thing. But it was clear as day that, like, I don't know, to me, it's like there was no intent if it did touched the sand in any way it was like maybe it touched a grain of sand and i know that at the highest level it's only the finest of margins and they've got you know but if in in the sports world where lebron james can take five steps with a dunk without getting called to travel i really wish there would have been some kind of like common sense there to like not you know go back and give this guy a two-stroke penalty so if you haven't seen it go check it out because I think you'd be hard-pressed to be able to tell me or tell yourself that, okay, oh, I see where the club hit the, you know, hit the sand. Because, honestly, it was I've watched it a few times, and I still can, like, I'm, like, maybe point, like, I guess right there. But, honestly, like, I'd like to see all the golfers in the field throughout the entire four days, like, how often someone gets that close without getting assessed a stroke penalty. So that was insane. So, Yeah. That concludes my Masters coverage for today's show. And, yeah, we'll talk about it and, and talk about the winner on Monday. But before I get out of here, there is a UFC this weekend. I spent the past two shows talking about 1FC, the Singapore-based MMA promotion. I was pretty high on that show. It was really good. There's going to be another one on Wednesday. So you know, I'll probably be covering 1FC for the foreseeable future. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to be covering UFC. So there's a, you know, a, a big card on network television. So on ABC, this is usually a pretty big deal when the UFC does things like this. Back when they had the Fox deal, they would usually put together big cards for, you know, the network TV. For So if, you know, in the LA market, for example, it's Fox 11. Down here in San Diego, it's Fox 6. So it, it's, it gives more eyeballs on the product, you know, theoretically. It's in the middle of the afternoon on Saturday, so people don't have to stay up super late. I think the card starts around 12 Pacific time. I got to look to see if that's the prelims or if that's the main card. I feel like a lot of times with these MMA shows, they tell you a start time and then you tune in and you realize, oh, this is like the pre-prelims and I got to wait like six hours for the main event. So, But at least when I looked at the starting time, it said it was 3 Eastern time, 12 pacific but either way it's going to be tomorrow saturday afternoon and it's headlined by marvin vittori and kevin holland so marvin it's a middleweight matchup vittori was originally scheduled to fight darren till darren till broke his collarbone i think less than two weeks ago so kevin holland has stepped up the last time we saw kevin holland was back in march i think it was on march 20th against Derek brunson he was pretty hyped going into that fight he was riding a five fight win streak and he just completely laid an egg he mentioned after the fight that the idea of doing his first five round fight kind of got in his head and he just never really pressed on the gas the entire time he spent more time talking than he did fighting you know he was talking on the way to the cage he talked while he was in the cage asking Habib Nurmagomedov who was sitting cage side for wrestling advice you know it even prompted Dana White to say that he thought that Kevin Holland had a mental mental breakdown in there so Kevin Holland definitely has a lot to prove and same with Marvin Vittori you know Marvin Vittori is riding you know a pretty solid four fight win streak 
and his you know his last win coming over a decision over Jack Hermanson, who's one of the top contenders in the middleweight division, and his last loss is back in 2018 against the current champ Israel Adesanya, where they had a split decision. So he's definitely a tough dude. He's an impressive fighter, and if he can pull off a win and look impressive in his victory, I think that you know a rematch with Adesanya would definitely fit the bill and be something that I'd be interested in seeing. So you know I'm probably I'm going to go with Vittori just because I feel like he has the confidence. I He's looked good in his last couple fights. I watched his Hermanson fight. He looked great. And, you know, Holland's going to have a lot to, you know, he's really got to step up because there's a lot to make up for for the last fight. But I just feel like Vittori's the better fighter, so I'm going to go with Vittori. I'm going to, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to be a decision or a TKO, but I'm just going to say, you know, Vittori's going to pull it off. There's a couple other like names on the card. I'm not really going to go over the matchups, but you know some fighters that people might recognize. There's Smiling Sam Alvey. He's got a fight somewhere on the card. Mike Perry's on the card. Jim Miller's on the card. Mackenzie Dern's on the card. So there's definitely some recognizable names to tune in. So I think it's a good free card for network television. So I'll be checking it out and talking about it next week. I'll also be talking about the Mighty Ducks, the Game Changers, episode three came out today i watched it this morning already but i figure no one else has because who really wakes up at five in the morning to be watching this mighty duck show on disney plus except the cali green monster so i will give you guys a couple days to be caught up on that i still haven't watched falcon and the winter soldier episode three not that i'm not enjoying the show it's just i started watching ink master this week so that kind of took up a lot of my tv watching time but I'll definitely be watching episode three and four that came out today, and I'll probably be covering it next week. So we got a lot to talk about on a Collie Green Monster show. I appreciate everyone that takes the time to download this show, to listen to the show. If you you know listen to this on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you're enjoying what you're listening to, be a friend. Tell a friend. If you don't like what you're listening to, just pretend you never listen to the show turn the show off and walk away and just pretend it never happened all right but until next time i hope you guys have a great weekend i've been your host dean ryan this is a cali green monster show coming to you from the tesla studios here in beautiful sunny san diego california have a great one guys peace